lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, they're here with me as well. If you'd like to join us today, 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're looking for clips of this show that you can sample and share, go to youtube.com slash stevedace, youtube.com slash stevedace. And don't forget, there has never been a better time to subscribe to Blaze TV. We've made it cheaper than ever. Uh, $30 off an annual subscription, which comes out to like $5 and change a month. I have to believe us or somebody here on this network is worth $5 and change a month. Uh, But it's also probably more important than ever before as less and less media becomes less and less trustworthy. We need platforms like The Blaze to give us some real analysis and information, some real interest in what the actual truth is, right? So go to blazetv.com slash Dace. That's blazetv.com slash Dace. Use the promo code Steve in order to get that discounted subscription right now. blazetv.com slash Dace, promo code Steve. Our good friend, well, my good friend, uh, Congressman Chip Roy from Texas will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we've got an entire hour of buy, sell, or hold. So we've got to have some tasty morsels lined up for that hour. Looking forward to that. But before we get to both of those, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were in lockdown. What happened while we were locked down brought to you by opening up and shutting who down. Today, I'm instructing my administration to halt funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to assess the World Health Organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. President Trump also unveiled some, as of now, vague plans to reopen the country. The governors are going to be running their individual states. Some of them will say, no, I can't open now. And some of them may last longer than we even would think. Others will say, I can. You can go. I don't want to mention states, but there are numerous states that are in great shape right now. They're viewing the rest of the country like we don't even believe this is happening. We have a lot of those states. They're set to open practically now. I mean, they would be open now. We're going to let them open sooner than the date. We're going to pick a date. We're going to get a date that's good. But it's going to be very, very soon, sooner than the end of the month. But there are many states out there that are looking at this and they're reviewing it and they're saying, We shouldn't be even included in this. You know, there are some that want to open up almost now. And President Trump announced the members of the Council to Reopen America, a list which includes the commissioners of every major sporting league. But we have to get our sports back. I'm tired of watching baseball games that are 14 years old. But I haven't actually had too much time to watch. I would say maybe I watch one batter and then I get back to work. 
Yesterday, the Trump administration intervened in federal court on behalf of the Greenville, Mississippi church, whose parishioners were fined $500 last week for attending a drive-in service. The Department of Justice said in a statement that it, quote, strongly suggests that the city's actions target religious conduct, end quote. In Raleigh, North Carolina, protesters gathered outside the General Assembly building calling for businesses to reopen amidst the pandemic. At least one person was arrested for failing to social distance in a satisfactory manner. The Raleigh Police Department tweets, quote, protesting is a non-essential activity. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is tar and feather. New York City's death toll surged past 10,000 yesterday after the city added and backdated 3,700 additional deaths from people who died who were never tested for the virus, but presumed to have died from the disease. After dismissing claims by Senator Tom Cotton months ago that the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic may have been, at best, the result of a mishap at a viral research facility in Wuhan, China, the Washington Post yesterday published an exclusive story detailing the U.S. government's concern concerns over standards at the laboratory dating back to 2018. Further evidence, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation Models are supremely broken. The country of Denmark never implemented a stay-at-home order, never closed non-essential services, and never curbed travel like the models told them to. It also reached its peak of new cases at least a week ago and is sending young children back to school today. And the model still says they're to reach their peak hospital use by the beginning of May. Major League Baseball announced yesterday it'll be testing up to 10,000 people nationwide for coronavirus antibodies over the next couple of days. A preliminary study out of a homeless shelter in Boston showed that 36% of those tested had the virus and nearly all were asymptomatic. Stanford epidemiologist Jay Bhattacharya went on Tucker Carlson last night and discussed what he thinks the ending death rate might be. I think we're, I think based on the evidence I've seen so far, it's, it's likely orders of magnitude lower than the initial estimates. Uh, the, the World Health Organization put an estimate out that was, I think, was initially 3.4 percent. It's very unlikely that it's anywhere near that. It's, it's much likely, uh, much closer to the death rate that you see from the flu uh, per case. But the problem, of course, is that we don't have a vaccine. So in that sense, it's more it's more deadly and more widespread than the flu. Right. And uh, it overwhelms hospital systems in ways the flu doesn't. But per case, I don't think it's as deadly as people have thought. And finally, Legit News out of Nigeria tweets a picture of a girl wearing a mask full of holes saying, quote, 20-year-old first-class anatomy graduate of Delta State University, Ishkali Grace Kanichi, is making face masks with beads after observing that some people find it hard to breathe with the popular face masks. Isn't this innovative? And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Rough Greens. Did you know that your dog's dry dog food has essentially the reason it's dry? It's been stripped of everything that's live in it. Uh, So that means a lot of the probiotics and prebiotics, the enzymes, vitamins, healthy microbacteria that your dog needs is, is now not there. And the reason why is so that it can have a long shelf life. 
and be available for mass consumption. I mean, that's the same reason they've stripped a lot of the live organisms out of the food that we eat as well. That's where Rough Greens VitaSmart comes in. They want to put all that live stuff that your dog needs to be healthy and to thrive. They want to put it back in your pet's food. Now, this doesn't it doesn't replace your dog's food. It makes your dog's food better. I saw that again this morning at my house after we fed or I fed Cap this morning and I put some Rough Greens VitaSmart in his food and that stuff was gone in about uh, 30 seconds. All right, so so if you, it, it must also taste great in addition to being great for your dog too. If you want to take a 14-day jumpstart challenge to help your dog feel better and healthier, uh, you can try it right now for just $14.95. Just $14.95 for the Rough Greens VitaSmart 14-day jumpstart challenge. And you can take advantage of this by going to the website, roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com, slash blaze, roughgreens.com, slash blaze blaze i want to thank uh one of our listeners uh john famlor is who uh flagged what was going on in denmark as it correlated to the bill and melinda gates foundation's uh university of washington simulation that apparently people are still looking at i i because they think the earth is flat i i don't know why okay uh i guess team apocalypse is just you know at this point, they're doing retread porn. But uh, John Famler went and looked at what the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has forecasted for Denmark and had has and had forecasted for Denmark this entire time and then correlated it to Denmark's actual data. And what you find is um, one of these things. One of these things is not like the other. So I want to give him credit for that. And one of the things that, uh, that John put in his note, I want to add that to this conversation as well, gentlemen. Because one of the very first questions I asked when we went down this road of skepticism, not knowing where it would lead, okay? But one of the first questions that I said was going to drive why I'm doing this is my experience has taught me that expertise doesn't protect you from a worldview bias. And I framed it with the question, where does the expertise end and the worldview bias begin, right? And I think I even used an, an analogy of if you, had a, if you had a Darwinian geologist take you on a tour of the Grand Canyon and its magnificence, you wouldn't debate him on which sediment rock formation this is. Would you presume to debate him on that? No. You would assume he knows a lot more about this sure. than you, right? But then when the tour, then in the middle of the tour, when he stops and looks at you, and in the middle of all this grandeur, he says, now, I, it's amazing that this all happened because 600 million years ago, two amino acids formed a single-celled protein one day. That That is where you might stand up and just call BS, right? For sure. For sure. Because it's clear we have come to the point now where your expertise has ended. And the worldview bias that you bring to the table begins. And one of the things that John has pointed out that I wanted to share with the audience is one explanation that is possible, and maybe even likely, but one explanation, well, one of the, the explanation that I've offered for why these models are off is they don't know when the where their baseline is, right? How do you flatten a curve, as I've said all along? How do you flatten a curve if you don't know when it begins? Okay, so that would be one explanation. And that's that's me trying to give them the most benefit of the doubt as I can. 
John has an alternative explanation, which I think has every bit as much of a chance to be true, particularly in the political environment we have lived in for these last few years. John's alternate explanation, gentlemen, is that this isn't a simulation. This is attempt. This is public policy spear phishing. That that this was this was always intended to promote a certain slate of public policies. It was always intended, meaning that when we began our skepticism, I didn't know where this was going to lead. I even told and warned you at the beginning, folks, asking these questions. We may not like the answers we're getting. Right? Sure. We we may find out everything that that is at risk in our way of life is justified. So just be careful. Everybody says they like asking critical questions till they start getting answers they don't like. And then my experience has found they don't like it as much. Okay. But what what John is saying is that's really not what the University of Washington set out to do. That this was always done with a bias in mind. That you must follow our recommendations. You must govern. That we're not we're not merely providing you sim- simulations this is lobbying we're lobbying you the the this wasn't hey we were just sitting in a lab one day did the math and came up with these numbers and now we're spooked and somebody somebody get washington on the line that this really was done with the intent of some form of social engineering from the very beginning and i don't know what their motivations were but I think that that is every bit as possible of an explanation for why this has been so wrong as everything else. Why? Don't we have a precedent for this? Isn't this how the climate cult works on everything? Of course. So it's not as if we haven't seen this sort of cloward pivoting of, of data in the past, right? We, we, have we, did we not see it on healthcare? We had to blow up our healthcare system for the same reason and, and do something even worse with Obamacare. This has been an M.O., in recent times that a playbook we have seen before. So it's not like John is just sitting around in a tinfoil hat under quarantine, just playing, you know, pin the conspiracy on the donkey. We, we, we have a precedent that indicates that at least this game plan may, that doesn't mean it's being tried here. It's being tried here. <laughs> I want, I want the folks at the university of Washington. I tried, but Todd's not having it. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. All right. I'm not saying that it is Todd is I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying it is a game plan that we have seen play itself out in other in other arenas, have we not? Yeah. I've been, this is where I've lived all along on this. And it's only more true now that we get these uh, inflated numbers out of New York. I, how many weeks ago did I tell you that this is, that's not new. That's a, they take. They are doing it with the flu. They've been doing it with the flu forever. They just took the flu's playbook to make it seem worse than it really is. I, they've been signaling their intentions along these lines for a very long time when it comes to virolo- virology, epidemiology. So, of course, I, I, it, it's beyond credulity now to, to really think that this vast medical community was just this wrong all the time i mean then we need to we need to get rid of med schools we need to fire them we may as well go with like you know kill small animals and roll the bones in their blood to see how things are going to go if they're just that purely wrong based on knowledge 
They're deeply biased human beings who are uh, trying to do the very next coup in a long line of coups to reimagine the world in a utopian fashion. That no Their long- definition of utopian, it, anyway. It, yeah, yeah, that no longer has to rely on the plebes that they loathe. You're also seeing Major League Baseball with that massive antibody test. I, I, w- <laughs> I think, were you the one that predicted that the left will use this as an argument for socialized medicine? Oh, yes. We, we, yeah. I, 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 you're, I believe that you're right. What is the merit of that argument? I mean, essentially, private industry has been ahead of government this entire time, right? It, it, it was... It was sporting enterprises and businesses that were closing down before states did out of concern of mass gatherings, right? Yeah. Okay. On both ends of this, they've been way ahead. Okay. On, on infrastructure production, way ahead. That's why I think that's going to happen. <laughs> so Major League Baseball is going to do what appear or is in the midst of already doing, I should say. They're doing it now. They're in the midst of doing independent themselves. What, what, what as of today would be the nation's largest antibody study. And they're, they're, that's another example of private industry being ahead of government. At what point has government been ahead of the curve here? At, at what point? I cannot think of one. Only on I, shutting down churches. It's, yeah, yes. it's, it's defining yep. the yeah, curve yeah, then. Yeah. But, but when we, in, in mid-March, in early to mid-March, when the, the pendulum was clearly in favor of public health, private industry was ahead on that, right? Yeah. They were ahead on that. And now, um, you know, we sit here in, in mid-April. Now the pendulum is swinging again back towards, is the cure worse than the disease and socioeconomic concerns? Private industry is ahead of government again. How do you, how could you credibly, and I say this as someone who has, who, who has been successful in my career in giving benefit of the doubt to the, not agreeing, but trying to empathize with where my opponent is coming from so I can do a better job of framing my own argument making sure my own argument stands up to scrutiny and then deconstructing theirs, right? Because if I, if I can't deconstruct, here's how I approach argumentation. It's the old line about Bear Bryant. He can take yours and beat yours with his and his and beat his with yours, right? Flip rosters, he can still find a way to win the game. I'm trying, I always want to see if I can make your argument better than you. Because if I can, then I maybe have the wrong argument. And if I can't, then your argument's bad. I don't know how you plausibly make an argument out of this that more government is the answer when private industry has been ahead of government, both when it was a public health panic and now that it's a give me my country back movement, private industry has been ahead of both of those curves. Yeah, there's nothing reason, science, data. It all speaks in the direction of, at the very least, skepticism. But Steve, we've come all the way back to the beginning of your very career where you took the spirit of the age that you broke and shattered in your own life and now applied it to the world at large. It's that book, Nefarious Plot. It's happening right now. This is the spirit of the age. It is defying the most obvious truths about a scam that I've ever seen in my entire life because it is gripping without respect to party it's, it's taking the minds over of everybody where they are taking seriously the utterly unserious. It is a, a spirit of the age. You want to talk about unserious. 
a whole bunch of people that thought President Trump was a racist xenophobe for restricting Chinese travel on January 31st are now pearl-clutching and, and, and I-can't-evening and wailing and gnashing teeth over the U.S. defunding the World Health Organization, which waited until 40 days later. It was 40 days after the president initiated a restriction of travel from China. 40 days later. Why don't you trust the experts, Steve? <laughs> 40 days later. That the World Health Organization finally called this a pandemic 40 days later. But in early July, at the urging and at the face value claims of the Chinese, the World Health Organization did tell us we don't have to worry about person-to-person transmission of this virus, and there's nothing to see here, nothing to be worried about. Aaron, how do you hold how do you hold how do you hold a those positions at the same time? How do you, how do you, how is the president a xenophobe for restricting Chinese travel? Then he's terrible for defunding the organization that waited 40 days too late to warn the world about this. How, how do you, how in your mind, other than just orange man bad, is there a logical way that you could hold those positions other than just, I'm, I, I'm in a cult? No, it's it's the same reason why the Washington Post literally um, literally called uh, Tom Senator Tom Cotton uh, a conspiracy theorist a, a few months ago, months ago, for pointing out that this might have something to do with the uh, Wuhan laboratory studying viruses. Might might have something to do with that. Might have something to do with irresponsibility there or something nefarious there. And then comes out yesterday with an exclusive piece. On, well, the United States has been worried about that lab for years now. That's that's it's the it, it, it was the learning Chinese today on Monday. Mm-hmm. If you remember, you spin me right round, baby, right round like a record. There is no there is no mooring. This is the spirit of the age that Todd is talking about. When you become completely unmoored from anything resembling uh, transcendent truth, uh, you when when you're a moral relativist, when you're a moral uh, selectivist, or when you're just uh, when you we, when you're that given over to the spirit of the age, it doesn't self awareness. What is that? It doesn't matter. All that matters is in the moment. In the moment, whatever helps you. Whatever helps you acquire power or push the narrative that helps people you like acquire power. That's the only thing that matters. And another example of this that I wish I would have put in the montage today that I just remembered, derelict in my duty of doing so. Chris Hayes from MSNBC uh, tweeted a few weeks ago, the, the United States is literally doing the worst job in the world and containing the Wuhan, well, he said the COVID-19. Yesterday. He tweets, you know, it's, it's been patently obvious for a while now. There is no way in, in on, this, on the face of this planet that China only has 3,300 deaths. Uh, you, you can't argue with that. The best you can do is ask questions, and then you'll get the demagoguery. But you can't, you, it's, not an, it's not a serious person. It's not a serious argument because they are a moving target because they are completely unmoored from anything resembling truth. It's a real zombie apocalypse. It's it's happened. They're just the masses are just walking around out there, utterly unmoored. I'm looking at live video of this protest in Michigan. I'll tell you, it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. 
uh, a lot bigger, a lot big enough that local news um, from Grand Rapids, where I grew up, which is about an hour away from Lansing, uh, Grand Rapids has a, has a couple of different media outlets on site right there uh, filming this protest, this drive-in protest in Lansing. So, hmm. see, I, I think, I think almost everything that has happened to this country in the last month has been all about political power and very little about this virus. I think if a Democrat were in the White House right now, you would not be locked down. Because the exact same forces that propelled this panic porn without any data to speak of and then want to continue to perpetuate it now that we are actually getting data. Because, man, when I, when I think of the right-wing flat-earth society, Stanford's number one on that list, right? Sure. Yeah. You know it's bad when guys at Stanford are going on Tucker Carlson's show to be heard. Do you know, like that guy probably had to take a Silkwood shower after appearing on Fox News last night would be my guess. The way that they think at a place like Stanford. You know it is bad. You know it is bad. You know the data is bad. When they went over at Stanford, they're like, bleep it, man. I guess we got to do Fox tonight. (laughs) You know it's bad. Because in their academic circles, that you're taking a major street cred hit, man. It, 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 in their circles, that's like me appearing on Russia Today or Al Jazeera America as a guest on a panel. You just, whatever you have to say is not worth the hit you're going to take with your own audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. For if, if Stanford is so desperate to challenge this, that they're doing Fox News hits now. I think that speaks volumes. Hell, maybe we can get them on then. We should try. They might <laughs> be the, desperate enough to say, we'll talk to, at this point, we got to talk to any right winger we can find. Okay. This is the power of the gated community effect I always talk about because in every other one, even if they wanted to push back, they're like, the heck with it. I'm going to go off sailing or do whatever I do because I've got my life. Mm-hmm. Now they're locked down mm-hmm. and they're pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, they are. See, because I, I think. I think almost everything that's happened to you and I as a country, folks, almost everything's been about power and almost none of it's been about this virus. I think, I think the, the forces that propelled this at the beginning are driven by power. We've seen that the last few years. I think the forces that now want to perpetuate it, even though the data doesn't justify it, even when you just miraculously decide in New York City we're going to count 3,700 more deaths that we cannot test or confirm as COVID-19. We're going to count them as SARS-2 coronavirus anyway, just so we can have the splashy death headline of we're now over 10,000 deaths. Okay. The same forces that propelled this are now wanting to perpetuate it. I think if a Democrat were in the White House right now, I don't think we'd be shut down anywhere. Might have some modifications, maybe. Uh, maybe the baseball season might have been delayed a month, or maybe they would have, you know, found some other way to, uh, but to to play basketball or not. But I, I think if a Democrat were in the White House right now, this country would look a lot different than it does because I think almost all of this now, almost all of it, is about power 
New York would be shut down and then we everybody the Democrats would be encouraging everybody else to go out and host fundraising potlucks yes. to raise money for them. Yeah. That would be happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean it, 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 the a Democrat president might as well just change. We were joking early on, maybe about changing the name of this virus to Afghanistan. We don't know what a win looks like, but we can't do anything because we might lose, right? You can might as well just change whoever the Democrat president is, just change their name to vaccine. Because that's essentially, that's effectively what they would be. I mean, you'd, you'd, the hem of their garment, you'd be just, healings would be going on all over America right now. And you'd, I think, be going to the movies. I think I really, I absolutely, based on what I've seen in the last month and I see right now, I absolutely believe that's true. I think if the Democrat Democrats were in power right now, your way of life would look largely unchained, cha- unchanged. There'd be limited quarantining at most. That's what I think. I think New York City probably would have been quarantined because only Nixon could go to China kind of a thing. They would have said, hey, we can't shut the government down for all of this. You know, we got to move on. So we're going to quarantine New York City and you know, the rest of the, we had, especially, especially in an election year, especially in an election year. You think the left media would be out there driving a Democrat to keep everything shut down well into the third quarter? Hell to the no. Hell to the no. And so if my, if my premise is correct, that this is all about power now, then you know what that means the solution must be. You and I have to take our power back. If this is all about the acquisition of power, then you and I have to take our power back and there needs to be more of what is going on in Lansing, Michigan right now. Much more and more frequent. And you need to let it, let it be known. No is the answer. No. You will not put up with this. Always remember this. If man, if other than, other than Jesus died for your sins. If you don't ever remember anything else I've ever told you on this show or will ever say again, remember this. We are not a nation of laws and we never have been. We are a nation of political will and we always will be. You need to break their will because that's what this is now. It is not a public health debate. It's a contest of wills. One of my best buddies joins us right now, Congressman from the great state of Texas, Chip Roy, joins us here. Chip, it's good to have you with us, brother. How are you? Doing great, Steve. How are you? Could be a little better, but I could be a lot worse. I want to get, before I ask any questions to get answers to things I want to know about, I want you just to take the floor and kind of give your big picture view to our audience about just what you're thinking right now, what you see right now, et cetera. So the floor is yours. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, first of all, love sweatshirt. Uh, it's a great <laughs> message right now. We, we certainly need that. And, uh, you know, look, <clears throat> one of the things I've got something I've written up that hopefully I'll post sometime today or tomorrow, get out there in an op-ed. You know, a lot of people don't know my father is a polio survivor. He was seven years old in 1949 when we were pretty much at the peak of the polio pandemic of the time. Right. And so we had uh, roughly 300,000, mostly kids, young children, afflicted with polio between 1945 and 1955. Uh, 3,000 or so died in 1949, the year my dad got it. And it's interesting talking to him and his perspective about it, right? I mean, he, of course, is adhering to the recommendations to stay at home. He's 77. He has a tracheostomy right now because of 
uh, complications related to polio. He and my mom are right there in the prime of the, pe of the people who are most exposed to the current virus. And so they're taking all the precautions you would expect them to. But my dad feels strongly that we need to open up our country. You know, he understands what the pursuit of happiness means. He's seen it firsthand. He has struggled for 70 years with the consequences of polio, difficulty walking, climbing upstairs, and all the things that came with it. But he knows at 77 and a half years old that he's now missing spring literally with my, my son, his grandson, uh, swim meets with his granddaughter, my daughter, seeing his daughter-in-law, me. I'm the least on that list, by the way. And, you know, he's missing these things. We didn't go to get to go to Easter together. We didn't watch opening season baseball or, you know, watch the Masters together. Now, these things are trivial, right, in the grand scheme of things. But life, the pursuit of happiness, getting out there, doing what we're called to do. And for those of us of working age, getting out and fighting into the face of this virus, going out there and doing our job, keeping our economy going, being careful, washing our hands, using sanitizer, you know, separating the old, but we are shutting down our economy, killing our livelihoods as Americans, doing the opposite of what Americans have done in the face of adversity in the past. And my dad sees it and it's frustrating. We have to get our economy going again. Leadership needs to do it. And I don't really care how it polls. What I care about is what we need to do for the future of our children, and our grandchildren to have a strong United States of America and a strong economy. Your dad is reinforcing something I wrote for the blaze several weeks ago about the difference between how our generation, our timeship has handled this pandemic to previous eras. You know, I, I've been going back and because uh, people want to say, well, polio was a vicious virus, not exactly the same as something like this in terms of its communicability. So you look more at a Spanish flu. But if you look at polio, I mean, this raged in this country throughout much of the, the 19th century, well into the mid 20th century. I mean, they did they did 20 years of human trials for the vaccine before uh, Jonas Salk thought it was safe enough to go on television and inject his own children with it to try to convince the American people that it was safe. And yet they still settled the old West. They, they still had the industrial, they still won the industrial revolution. We still won not one, but two world wars. And even when you go look at the Spanish flu pandemic in 1918, coming out of world war one, you know, one of the most famous world series of all time was that fall, the Cubs and the Red Sox had a hot young pitcher by the name of Babe Ruth. It went seven games. Every game was sold out. And that was where you'd get up, you'd get up and read the newspaper and, and a major league baseball player had died of, of, of Spanish flu. People you knew had died, maybe a half million Americans died died in that year or two with Spanish flu and we still had college football games that fall. We can't take our kids to the dentist. We can't go get a haircut. And I think what's changed with this is previous generations of this country, Chip, when they were like your, like your father articulated, when confronted with his mortality, they, they understood time was finite. There was a limited amount of time to find a wife, lose my virginity, have kids, build a business, make a life, do things that make life worth living. They, they, they looked at that and it spurred them on to say, we need to maximize the time I have right now. We look at it and we're like, screw getting a wife. I've got internet porn. Let me just stay at home. Let me not do anything. Let, let me just panic. I think that's the difference in, in what's going on in our era compared to what your father described. Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is at the heart of what we're facing right now, right? And, and, and I think the philosophy of this matters. I mean, a lot of people get wrapped in the details of what the president says or what they're saying at some news conference or what comment somebody makes. Yeah, the reality here is whether or not we're going to, as you said, get busy living, right? Doing what we know we need to do mm -hmm. carefully, taking precautions, caring for those who need it. I was, I'm a cancer survivor. I was immunocompromised for a while when I was going through that. Uh, we've got people who need to be 
uh, cared for, and we should do that. And we can do that through charity, through uh, you know hard work to take care of our families, and yes, some government programs. And we should do these things, but we've got to continue our lives. You know, I had my my father-in-law this morning was going and getting surgery. He spent the last forty-eight hours having to go fight to get to hold get a hold of his doctor in order to deal with an infection that he's having to to, to you know be concerned about and deal with because the doctor wasn't deemed essential mm-hmm. because this was an elective knee surgery a month ago, right? Because he had a torn, uh, you know, he had an issue with his knee, but, but now he's got an infection and it's pretty bad. And he's having to go try to deal with the healthcare system that shut down for the most part, because we're responding to this virus. Like this is not the way Americans do things. This is not how we respond. This is not what we did, whether it was in respect to previous uh, pandemics or healthcare situations, or when we dealt with totalitarianism or fighting uh, in, in Europe and, and dealing with uh, enemies that have uh, challenged us. We rise to the challenge. We face it head on. We find ways to adapt. We find ways to deal with it, but we don't cower in the corner afraid of what we're dealing with. We found out yesterday that um, one of our kids may have a, a, a cavity and need a filling. If you wait too long, that may end up needing like a root canal, right? Can't go get a filling, which would take 15 minutes. A quick shot, they fill it up with numbness, you're out of there in 15 minutes. We can't go do that, but our dog has a cough. We can get him to the vet the very next day. We love our dog. There's something wrong with the fact, though, I can get my dog attention. I can't get my kid, Chip. Something's wrong with that, Chip. Okay? Yeah, I mean, you're going to get no disagreement here. Uh, and I think right now we're in a place where it's time for some of us to just step up and start leading. As my dad put it in a, in a conversation we had, he said, look, I'm giving the government folks till about May 1st, and then I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> and you know what? God bless him. I agree. And, you know, those people uh, in Michigan, uh, some place near and dear to your heart, just up the road, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan, is uh, we've got people who apparently are, I haven't seen mo- much of the news, I saw it on Twitter, but are lining up to go to Lansing to pro- basically protest in their cars that they ought to have the right to be out and about and tell the governor to pound sand. You know what, my, my like my opponent this fall, uh, Wendy Davis, a fairly well-known leftist, um, she- The abortion uh, Barbie, out. if people remember her from a few years ago, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, by, and by the way, look, she just raised one point two million dollars over double what I raised in the in the second in the first quarter. Uh, so Democrats are all fired up that they can take this seat. But uh, she was getting on me because I was on Mark Levin's show. and We were talking about this same basic topic uh, early last week. And I was praising a sheriff in Maine who had the audacity to basically tell the governor in Maine to pound sand because he wasn't going to enforce this stop everybody on the road business and not allow people to drive around. And I referenced that, you know, we don't live in the kind of totalitarian states of communist Russia or China or Nazi Germany. And she's like, oh, you're going out comparing, uh, you know, our response to the coronavirus to Nazi Germany. Right. As they always do to sort of make some political points. But the point is that sheriff is standing up for the things that are right, which is reasonable, responsible uh, uh, a response to this uh, pandemic situation, not the kind of. Uh, paranoia and panic that we're seeing causing problems like we're seeing with the governor of Michigan. I think that that argument that Wendy Davis presented demonstrates a clear worldview difference between where she's coming from and frankly, where you are coming from. 
that ultimately the presumption of, of, of particularly when it's something I agree with or somebody with a D after their name is in power. The presumption is of innocence, if not infallibility, is foisted upon a government action. When the reality is this country was founded by people who thought like this. The exact opposite, that there's a presumption of guilt on government, that government has to prove that it is necessary in any of these situations before we let it infringe upon our God-given rights, because ultimately that's what government by the consent of the governed actually means. Well, I've referenced the pursuit of happiness a couple of times in this conversation relative to my father and to those that uh, you know, are trying to understand how to move through this in a way where we can, in fact, pursue happiness. And I know what all the naysayers will say, right? They're going to say, well, you can't pursue happiness if you're dead, uh, because that's going to be the response, right? Because everybody's afraid of this virus. Look, I don't want my father, my mother, I don't want any loved one, my in-laws, me, my family, anybody to get this virus. It pains me every time I see someone get afflicted by it, just like any other situation, a car wreck or the flu or, or cancer, right? As a cancer survivor, that means a lot. But pursuit of happiness means something as well. And you referenced the founders, right? And what, what this was all about. And it meant something more, right? We've got enumerated rights in the Constitution, right? And a lot of people put stock in those enumerated rights, rightly so. They were specifically focused on to protect the right to free speech, the right to assemble, by the way, freedom of the press, our Second Amendment rights. I can go down the list of those enumerated in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But keep in mind that when we're talking the Declaration of Independence, right, and we talked about the pursuit of happiness, right, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, The Declaration set the stage for what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were all about. It set the stage for what the greatness of this country has been and what it has meant to the world, to human flourishing, to prosperity, to lifespan increases, to what we've seen in terms of the advancement of civilization through the Industrial Revolution and through the mix of capitalism and freedom and what that has meant for everybody. And so pursuit of happiness means so much, including your livelihoods, your ability to take care of your family, to put a a meal on the table for your family, to have that sense of worth, but that importance of being able to care for yourselves and others. That is what is so great about the American experience. And that is what the pursuit of happiness is all about. I've got about three minutes here, Chip. If you were, if you had an audience with your governor, Greg Abbott, who's already indicated he wants to help take the lead on states reopening up, Clearly, you can see the president's patience with this over the last few days and, and launching preemptive credibility strikes on the media, assuming that they're going to do whatever they can to leverage him to stay shut down long enough to cause a Great Depression. Clearly, his patience with this is all wearing thin as well. OK, but if you were with them right now, what, what advice counsel would you give uh, both your governor and the president for the decisions they're about to make? Well, first of all, I'd like to compliment uh, the governor for trying to walk the balance appropriately in Texas of figuring out how to stave off the virus, get our healthcare situation under control, make sure we've got beds, make sure we've got what we need to deal with it, and then uh, protect the ability to kind of relaunch our economy. Don't exactly know what he's got in store this week, but he's been doing a good job being a calm, deliberate, have his hand on that, uh, trying to move the, the state forward. And I think the president has actually done a, a pretty decent job of what he's trying to do and move everything forward. Look, he's having a press conference every single day. Uh, we're going after it, trying to get all the PPP, the masks, all the PPE, uh, sorry, and get all of the materials that we need to be able to deal with it, uh, park the ship there in New York. I can go down the list of things that we've been trying to do uh, and try to get the test uh, you know, sent throughout the country. But here's something that's important. A lot of our uh, smart folks, right? I've been getting all wound up about what the president said with respect to I have full authority, right? Or whatever the exact quote was. Um, 
keep in mind, I've, I, I headed the 10th Amendment Center of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. I've written a lot on federalism. I work for Governor Perry. I believe in federalism. But let's keep in mind that it's a two-way street. Governors and local authorities, right, who are shutting down economies, shutting down our livelihoods, but yet then want the federal government to backstop them, mm-hmm. to give them unlimited mountains of cash in order to be able to continue to shut things down. That is not the kind of federalism or cooperative federalism that some people like to use that we're talking about here. And so the, this is what is really important about what the president is trying to do. And I think it is important for the president to set a date. I called for it on March 20th in an article in National Review, a date certain for us as Americans nationwide to be targeting getting our economy going. Governors can make some variables and some decisions. New York might be harder hit and have to deal with it differently. Texas might have something different than Iowa. But you know what? The, the responsibility of the president is to set the tone, to set an objective of where we need to go. And we need to march forward and do so responsibly. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks for everything as always. All right. God bless. Take care. Thanks, Steve. God bless. Take care. You bet. Congressman Chip Roy with us here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Any thoughts on that conversation, gentlemen? Aaron, you've been quiet so far today. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think this is not a conversation we can have enough because fundamentally, as you talked about, just getting outside of the models and getting outside of the data, our, our response to this has been fundamentally anti-American at best. And at worst, uh, it, it's been dehumanizing. Mm. Because we are not, we are not creatures. We've we've lost sight, and I don't think it's any any uh, accident at all that as uh, this culture becomes more secular, the less we have a, a grasp on what it means to be human. We were created for community. We were created to be little creators. How much creating can you do at home? You know how much how much living can you do when you're stuck? You can't you can't live a life like that. So it is fundamentally dehumanizing. But but that's that's our response. That's that's been the the, the public policy response even of this. What's more disheartening than that is how many people just go along with it and give in to the panic and give in to the paranoia which is what I see more and more of all of the time. That is the thing that, again, I'm going to repeat this as long as I need to, even more than opening up the economy, which needs to happen, the paranoia and the pathology that we're going to see from a lot of people, from vast swaths of people about this virus, about mortality itself, that is going to be the bigger problem. And that's a problem that no amount of stimulus money that no amount of entertainment returning like sports, that no amount of anything is going to fix minus revival. And that's where we keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's as big and as much of a part of this as anything we've talked to about regarding the science. I sent a note to my pastor yesterday. We, it, it, this country's hanging, I think, by a very slim thread. And it, it's in, in, in the revival or bus mantra we've had for years in this show, those birth pangs are getting closer and closer, Todd. It was relatively recently where you, Steve, talked about, we were talking about a particular issue, but you said if we if we can't actually embrace the truth of this and why it's worth fighting for, we may as all, we, we may just find our spot at the government teat because mm-hmm. it, we're just not, the game is over. Right. Well, it, that absolutely applies writ large. It, it, I mean, it is get busy living or get busy lying, dying time. No, you might have had it the first time. Uh, little Freudian slip uh, there. No. Yeah. You, you cannot go back to the way things were. Now that you've been shown how little value the 
experts think you have. Here on Lockdown, if you are willing to go back to the same scam that brought us to this point, you utterly deserve what you get. You've got to fight in a whole new way going forward. It'll never be the same again. And if you let it be, God help you. We'll come back hour two. It's time for buy, sell, or hold. Should be tons of fun. We'll get to that when we return here in a moment on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Don't forget, if you do listen to the podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review. The more of those we get, it helps our show to grow. And uh, the powers that be here at The Blaze notice. And the more they notice, the more likely we get to be here at The Blaze. And I think we all agree, the last thing America needs right now is three more unemployment claims. So keep those five-star reviews coming. Thanks to all of you that have left us one of those reviews already. If you haven't and you like the show, <clears throat> pardon me, what are you waiting for? What, do you, what else What else? You, what else you got going on today? Lowe's again? Yeah, really, yeah, nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have about five minutes of spare time to bang one of those out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please. Thank you very much. And thanks to the thousands of you that have done that for us already. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the show. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Coming up later today at Blaze TV, we will get to the overtime and we're going to discuss some of the proposals that are out there about getting sports going again. What would it take? to get sports going again in America. Since the president broached that subject yesterday, Vice President Pence has a conversation with the NCAA's College Football Playoff Committee later today about what's in store or could be in store from a college football perspective. So we will have that conversation today at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, you just hang out, wait for it to get posted there later today. We'll record it right after the show. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, become one today. Get the cheapest discounted subscription we've ever offered at the Blaze. $30 off an annual subscription comes out to just about $5 and change a month. Go to blazetv.com slash dace and use the promo code Steve. Promo code Steve at blazetv.com slash dace. And let's get to one of our favorite segments of the week each week. It is called Buy, Seller Hold, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Home Title Lock who want to warn you, learn from what Deborah learned the hard way, how easy it is for thieves to steal your home. They went online. That's where they found her title. They then forged the document to appear as if she sold her home to them, but she had not. And then they borrowed thousands against her home's equity. Uh, they didn't even realize, Deborah and her family, what had happened until foreclosure notices began to show up, as well as an, even an eviction notice, over $80,000 in equity gone. Then she had to spend a fortune getting it back. Your bank cannot protect you. Your mortgage lender cannot, but for pennies a day, Home Title Lock will. But first things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com right now, register your address and find out if your home's title has already been targeted. You can do that right now at HomeTitleLock.com. And then if you decide to sign up, you'll get one month for free 
right now, one month for free at HomeTitleLock.com if you use the promo code Steve. One month for free, HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Steve. So here's how Buy, Seller, Hold works. Aaron, usually with help from you in the audience, is going to give Todd and I a series of predictions and propositions. You and I will then decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe even with a good reason or two why. Holds are suspended since we're suspending lots of other freedoms in America. Right now, we don't have the freedom to hold. We must give an opinion. So it is really just buy or sell for now. All right. But maybe one day, if there's a vaccine, we can bring the holds back. Is that fair? Yes. We have yes. a hold vaccine. Well, you know, I get warm fuzzies when we talk about this. <laughs> I know. I know you do. All right. Let's begin. Aaron, go. All right. I submitted the first buy, sell, hold submission of the week to myself. It goes like this. Todd's keyboard will be missing the B, L, A, C, K, M, I, R, and O keys within the next 30 days. How's that? What is I'm trying to figure out. What does that spell? Spell Black it mirror. Out. Black mirror. Oh, gotcha. All right, Todd, is it, that's your thing. I'll let you. I see our buddy, our new buddy at the New York, former New York Times reporter, Alex Berenson, has yeah, been picking up this trope it. and is uh, doing Black Mirror updates now. So roll. emulation, what, what, that imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? Roll, baby, roll. Yeah. You know, big tent, big tent. Uh, well, I, I, I can't. I, is this being asked for nefarious reasons? No, just joking. Well, well yeah, I mean, I, ho- I don't have them. They're not going to go away. I mean, right now, like I said, I'm dead serious about the spirit of the age thing. And I sensed it ratcheting up, you know, Oz goes up to 11 instantly. I mean, I I don't remember the exact day I started black mirroring this thing, but it's been there since almost the beginning of the epidemic. It's been longer than a month now, and I'm not stopping until it goes away. It's, It's a perfect reminder every single time that uh, this is Alice in Wonderland stuff, man. Yeah, I will totally buy. It goes to what I said a week ago when the models were clear. It was clear the models had fallen apart. The projections were just not going to realize themselves. And so government never shows, preemptively anyway, humility and deference. It always has to have those things, those characteristics forced upon them by those that they are governing. All right. And that's what people in North Carolina are attempting to do. That's what uh, yesterday, it's what people in Michigan are doing right now as we speak for some empathy and deference and humility upon their government. And how governments typically roll is until they find out you're serious about that humility and deference, the, 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 the petty tyrannies get pettier. The gross misconduct gets grosser. And that's when you'll really get into Black Mirror territory. So, yeah, I, I think you'll be wearing those keys out here for the rest of this month. And th- this is why I only watched one episode of that, because I, I didn't... It hit too close to home for you, man. Well, I was... I, I knew this was possible. Just seeing it, I don't, I don't need to be convinced about it. A lot of other people do. I didn't. I was like, yeah, that's dead on, and I'm going to move on to something else, because I don't... That level of truth over and over and over again in that that sensory overload Mm -hmm. i I believe it i know it's true uh my god says so and the reality that i've seen with my own eyes about uh how humans have chosen to say men are women and women are men and bags of baby body parts don't lead you to do a damn thing i knew that was true so here we are to go to that debut episode of Black Mirror that so freaked you out. Oh, yeah. All right. And so for those who haven't seen it, the, the debut episode of Black Mirror is um, a terrorist claims 
that he's planted bombs, right? An American terrorist. An American terrorist, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Has claimed that he has planted bombs uh, throughout London, and he will detonate them and kill, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people, right? Well, he's also, he's kidnapped. That's what it is. That's what it is. I forgot. He kidnapped a girl. He's kidnapped a girl. All right. An American is, is called in to say he's kidnapped a girl, and he's going to murder this girl unless the Prime Minister of England goes on television and commits an act of bestiality on camera. That's it. That's the whole plot. And and they try to figure out halfway, th- the first half is trying to figure out, is this a credible threat? Is it, is it a prank? But the panic then, as, as this makes its way through all the various media there in the UK, the panic becomes so massive that he has no choice, he believes politically, but to commit this vile act. And so he does, only to find out that the whole thing was a hoax, just to see if they could force the issue on that level. Because of the voyeuristic, the panic combined with the voyeuristic appetite, Mm -hmm. everybody went inside to watch this happen. Nobody was above it. So the terrorist ends up in broad daylight driving out into an empty street and Mm -hmm. just dropping the girl off because he got what he wanted. He didn't want the death. He wanted to show that how he He could puppet master the entire thing. And he did. So let's, let's, let's play this out in real time. Let's say the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the University of Pittsburgh or uh, this Israeli science lab. These entities we know right now are racing to clinically trial a vaccine for this. Right? Those, there's at least those three. There may be others. Those are the three that I've read about. So the Bill and Melinda Gates' labs, uh, University of Pittsburgh, and what was the other one? Oh, Israel's uh, labs are, are, think that they've advanced enough progress on a vaccine for this to begin some form of human trial. And let's say, you know, those human trials are, one of them comes forward and says, the human trials are good. We can begin mass consumption of this. And the lab is the lab is broken into and and like master samples of this vaccine are taken so that it cannot be it it would slow down the rate of its production. And whoever took it said that they will not they will they will not give give it back. Unless President Trump agrees to go on television and commit an act of bestiality, similar to this opening episode of Black Mirror, what would the reaction be in our country to something like that? That's why I never went back and watched another because it episode hit too close to I, home. Yeah. Is there not? Would, would not CNN and MSNBC's entire primetime lineups? Do you want old people to yes, die? Demand yep. that the president do this. Demand. Let's face it. There's there'd be some people that we have watched melt down in embarrassing fashions to the point I, I had to just mute him. I couldn't even watch anymore. It was, it was such, it was so living, it was such a living dude code violations. I like, you couldn't go back and watch any more black mirror. I can't do it, man. I'm 46. I'm trying to keep my testosterone level high as it is at my age. I can't watch you, uh, mangina. I can't do it. I, I, it, it's like, I'd rather listen to fingernails on a chalkboard, so I just have to turn tune you out. I can't do it because it, it's it, it it's like it, it bothers me. 
I feel like my voice gets higher. I start crossing my legs different. I want to pee sitting down. I can't do it. All right. So I have to tune you out. I, I, I have to pretend you don't exist anymore. Those people you know would be all over social media right now. Hey, don't you think we at least should have to consider this? Sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't they? Yes. Don't, hey, hey, re remember, weren't they the same people that said, hey, if you care more about your 401k than granny, you're a terrible person. If you don't believe the death counts of this, the, yes. the, the death rate of this virus, then that's like denying the resurrection. Didn't we see some of that stuff from mm. some of these people? Oh. Okay. Loving Jesus right now means you need to sodomize that pig. That's, so wouldn't that, why wouldn't they say that? Hey, is this, you guys say you want your country back. This will get you your country back. We'll get this vaccine if the president only agrees to do this, right? What, wouldn't, wouldn't we see a, at least some credible movement of people with check marks and audiences that would say this is, this is a plausible outcome to consider? Don't you believe that? Spirit of the age, baby. I ab agree. I absolutely believe they would. You bet. I just don't want Todd's brilliant comment like three seconds ago to just go without without note loving jesus right now means you need to sodomize this pig that is that somebody is somebody with state. a with a blue check mark yep right or left would tweet that i mm -hmm. believe it yeah yep. yep uh we'll go to constantinus reditus who sponsors but does not fund this segment who says in the next few days there will be a large and armed but peaceful protest in raleigh like we saw in virginia when they tried to strip virginians of their second amendment rights I'll buy only if, I don't know about the next few days, but if you wanted to create the environment that would cause people to go, oh, hell no, and, and, turn, up the, and, turn, and amp, turn the amp up a little higher, it's what the Raleigh Police Department pulled yesterday. Mm -hmm. We'll do it. And it, 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 I mean, just the, the snarky dismissiveness, they even went back hours later and then went back and, and reset their own tweets all over again. All right. That, that level of the, it, the, the snarky dismissiveness is the kind of stuff that makes people think I might just drive to Raleigh my, my own self and take part just because that's, that's anathema to at least whatever's left of America. So I'll buy that. Trust the experts. I'm deeply, deeply irre irrevocably cynical right now. I don't even remember the context of saying yes or no is a good thing or a bad thing right now. I mean, it would. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're going to see that because listen, state, federal, local, legislative, executive, judicial, it. You, there's no magic pixie dust at any level there is because you have the badge or because you've been sworn in or because whatever, or if you're a scientist or whatever, you, you're not automatically right about anything. And the people saying as much are terrified of their own shadow right now. Take your country back. And the, and the fact that Governor Newsom in California yesterday, now I read through his recommendations I don't think they're very realistic, okay? But the fact that he even put out a plan with specifics on how to reopen the state. If you look at it as a political negotiation, if if he's if he feels as if he needs to politically start with even offering a plan in the first place, mm -hmm. rather than cuz remember a week ago it was um 
well, I don't think you can go watch the Rams and uh, the the Chargers play in, on Labor Day weekend when it's 100 degrees in L.A. because it won't be safe, right? After the president had all the calls with the, had the call yep. with all the sports commissioners, hours later, Gavin Newsom, I I don't know that we'll be able to do that. And then the next day, he let it be known they're giving back like 500 ventilators that the state doesn't need anymore. Okay, if you if 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 in the span of a week you go from I don't know that you will be able to sit outside in smoldering heat in Los Angeles and watch a football game four and a half months from now to here's my plan to reopen the state. I think a lot of conservative media looked at the plan's specifics and dismissed it as not credible and serious. And I understand why we did that, but I think we're missing the bigger story in my opinion. The bigger story is that he put out a plan at all. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. The bigger story is a week ago, we, he, this was the guy saying, I don't think he can go sit outside and watch a football game in four and a half months. And a week later, he's got a plan for reopening the state. Now, you may not like the specifics of it and realize that, the, that it's probably not plausible, but that's a hell of a devolution for one politician to make in a week, guys. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a week, we went from you can't, I'm pretty confident you won't be able to do something four and a half months from now to here's my plan for you to be able to do something now don't you think that's an interesting that's a, that's a i think that tell that tells you here's what it tells me if the governor of california believes that it that it is either politically safe or necessary and i don't know him or his state well enough to know which one it is because i certainly don't believe it's because of altruism okay so it's either he's getting pressure from his hollywood buddies you know, dude, we're Disney World's laying off 40,000 people. We're pushing all these movies back. Now we've got next year's summer movie schedule maybe impacted because we've spent an entire month of not filming any of these things. So, so we're, we may get screwed this summer and next summer because of the backlog of filming and then the pushback of these release dates. He's getting all those calls. So either he believes that he either it's necessary or he, it is safe for him to politically offer this within a week of saying he didn't think the NFL could happen in four and a half months. I think that indicates to me how this conversation is politically accelerating. Well, and also, and it, I hope nobody missed it, but yesterday our guest, uh, John Daniel Davidson, when he, when he mentioned, guys, there aren't enough cops. We're gonna. Right. We are seeing that day by day. Mm-hmm. Okay, they messed with you on Easter. Now we got North Carolina and Michigan protests. There, if the people decide that this is America, damn it, there aren't enough cops. Yeah, learn from there, your, learn. Yeah. Remember, Jesus said the children of men are smarter than the children of light. And one of the reasons why pagans have done things like protest, I'm not saying we become unruly like them, okay? We, that's, that's, it's called civil disobedience for a reason, Correct. all right? But one of the reasons why pagans have used the tactics of mass protest in the past is because you can't arrest them all. There's safety in numbers. There's not enough brown shirts to go out there and arrest everybody that in, in, in every dude in, in 1975 in, in San Francisco in leather chaps holding hands with his boyfriend. They, if they all go out there, they can't all be arrested at the same time or whatever, whatever the cause celeb was, the bra burn, whatever it was. The reason they do that is because they all can't get arrested at the same time. And which is why a good cop right now is saying, I, I ain't the one. 
because they know mm-hmm. there aren't enough cops. Mm-hmm. I can't do my job well with what you're forcing on me. This is right. impossible. Right. Yeah, and, they, and there's still not enough jail cells, even with all of the convicts that they've uh, released. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see, moving on. Shia Jesus, Nehemiah chapter 5 says, Government pushes for tracking possible COVID transmissions through smartphone apps is actually a Trojan horse for tracking real-life interactions of people. Bye. Put jinx. Yes, yes. Uh, put everything on the table right now. Everything. And remember something. I, I a lesson I learned. Uh, you know, I will admit when I lose arguments, I've probably lost more than I'm willing to admit, though. <laughs> right. I should throw that Bye. out there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that proposition was offered, Todd. But now that we know, we we know where you where you stand on it. Should it come up in the future? I I said it with confidence because you and I are spirit animals. Yes, so so I'm sure I have lost more than I am willing to admit. But when it becomes clear to me I have lost one, I will admit it. All right. An argument that I have lost to my libertarian friends is the "it ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun." argument for everything you ask government to do affirmatively make sure you're okay with someone who uh, when the pharaoh who knows not joseph is 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 elected so they get to wield that power right so what's going on right now with letting churches and ministries take part in the sba loan process uh through the stimulus package and you know you've had our our buddy senator cruz and others have said hey they're absolutely going to protect it's the trump administration they're going to protect your religious freedom and things of that nature I, I, I absolutely believe the Trump administration would protect my religious freedom on that. But it, there's a realistic chance. I don't think it's high right now, but it's, it, it's realistic, meaning it's higher than 20%, higher than 30%. That um, six months from now, right? Yeah, about six months from now, Donald Trump will be on his last days as president of the United States. And so when the Pharaoh who knows not Joseph gets elected, that doesn't, believe in your religious freedom because you're to often use it to point out the ungodliness of his own policies, right? Why, why wouldn't they just pull a Darth Vader on you and say, Hey, we're altering the deal and pray it on altered any further. You know, we'll, we'll, you know what? We'll make sure those loans are forgiven provided you change your stance on LGBTQ, ABCD, FG, right? Right. So just be careful at the precedent you're setting right now. It may seem reasonable to you in order to get your way of life back. You know what? I trust my Republican governor. I trust my Republican president. You know, okay. Well, after you get your way of life back, where's all that data going to go? Where's that app going to go? They're just going to mothball it. Hey, we don't need it anymore. Just be very careful of what you were sent to. Okay. And, and understand that anything you were sent to now has the potential to be used against you later on. Well said. Moving on, Russ Salerno says, within 45 days, the lamestream media begin producing op-eds questioning the seriousness of the Wuhan China virus pandemic and claim Orange Man Bad hyped it up to make himself look like a hero before the election. I love that level of cynicism, man. I'm going to buy it just because I... They've spun around on everything. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm at least living, Russ, in the neighborhood that 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 you already reside. I mean, haven't we, didn't we already see Chris Hayes put something out last week that they, he goes, I don't want to, wasn't it, didn't he say something on Twitter, something like, I, you know, the, the, I really don't want to even think about maybe the reason the models were way wrong 
is so they could over exaggerate this and then oh, look yeah. good later. Didn't Chris Hayes just say this Not last sure week? Sure, if it was Chris Hayes, but it was some blue check. See, yeah, I thought it was Hayes that said this. This is what they can do, and why journalism is magical. And not at all broken. Mm-hmm. This this is what they they will tell you now. Trust the experts. Next and then down the road, they'll just say, "Hey, well, we trusted the expert." They can always seem like the smarty pants uh, because we 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 were just pro America. Then they can always move the goalposts. They are experts of that, largely because we keep letting them do it over and over again. So buy it. Yep. Uh, Chuck Gregory says multiple governors will get recalled by voters in 2021 due to overreach and abuse of power during the Wuhan virus crisis. I'm going to sell. And the reason why is because of what's happening in Michigan. Now, I don't I don't know that this is true and it's probably not. But let me give you a plausible theory. You guys heard this conversation I was on with the little birdie of mine who knows our beloved uh, governor here in Iowa very well. And he was basically giving me a heads up that his sources over there at the governor's mansion said that uh, she was going to come out and issue a shelter in place today. Right? You guys, I I was literally having that conversation up to like 20 seconds before we went on the air. Which is probably part of the reason my blood pressure was going through the roof when the show started. Because mine was there too. Okay. Right now in Iowa, what is it, Aaron? 120 people are in the hospital statewide or something for COVID-19. I think that's about the number. 120 and 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 understand they're like the only 120 people in a hospital in Iowa right now because no one else is getting admitted for like anything. Right, we're we're just like everywhere else in the country we're shutting medical facilities down. And so this little birdie is one of maybe my all-time most trusted little birdie. And so if, if he's giving me a heads up right before I go on the air with something he knows is going to make my blood boil, he at least had to believe his source on this was pretty good. Think that's at least fair? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he also knows me well enough to know, don't trigger me on something right. like that okay. unless it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because the links I will go to to uh, to make my rage um, accessible for you to hear um, can be legendary of what I'm capable in these situations. So the fact that he was giving me this heads up indicates to me that he had a source that at least he thought was good enough to give me the what's up, right? She has her press conference. It actually went on first hour today and it was all pretty positive. And he texted me during the last commercial break. He was like, this is like, you know, totally different than what I was told, which is he was happy for, but it was basically a 180 from the heads up that he was given that he then passed on to me. Is it remotely possible that his source was right an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. And then a bunch of folks started seeing the file footage, the video footage coming out of Lansing, Michigan and saw, you know, miles of parades of vehicles asked and answered. It's at least possible. Who knows? Is it, is it a 20% proposition? 50, 50. It's at least higher than 10% that that's possible. Don't you think? Yes. At least higher. Okay. And that's why I don't think you'll see multiple. Here, can I, in fact, let me add this. If it requires multiple recalls, then we failed. These people should be put on notice. They, this, this should only require really only making an example out of one. The Fonzie rule. How come no one ever went back in? The, how come Fonzie asked somebody to join him in, the, in his office, in the men's room? 
every episode of Happy Days thereabouts. But that, but no one ever did. Because after he whooped that ass one time, you knew what happened if you visited with him in his office. Right? You set the you set the precedent, okay? That this is what happens. Don't cross that line. And remember, Fonzie was my size. Yes. And, and Henry Winkler was a, is a small dude, okay? So just make an example out of Gretchen Whitmer would be my advice. If you make the right example out of her, particularly because you've already got organic momentum there. You don't have to contrive this in seven or eight other states. Organic, this mo- Organically, this momentum has just happened on its own, and she's fed that flame. Make an example out of her. And if you do that... You don't have to worry about massive recalls and keeping people's attentions and getting on ballots. You'll have you'll have you'll have made an example out of her that the rest of her brethren will will understand and pay attention to what that precedent means for them. I love that answer. Bye. All right, this one in about 60 seconds. Coronavirus equals Afghanistan says for indoor entertainment, the top 10 family games. He says number 11, pandemic. Just kidding. Uh, Number 10, (laughs) Clue. Number 9, Twist. No. Number 9, Twister. Number 8, Dominoes. Number 7, Yahtzee. Number 6, Scrabble. Number 5, Chess or Checkers. Number 4, Life. 3, Monopoly. 2, Uno or 1, Sorry. There's several on there that our family is a fan of, but if if... If I buy a list that has Clue ranked at the very bottom, I will be given an involuntary vow of celibacy for the foreseeable future because that is my wife's absolutely favorite game. All right? She loves the game. It's it, it and it's one of her favorite movies is the adaptation of the game from the 80s. Um I have to sell that uh, for my own self-preservation because of your um, obscenely low ranking of Clue, so I have to sell. I'll sell. My kids have been trying to get me to play games. I'm not, like, I love them, but I do not do, like, the board games. So this Sunday, we're about to play some game. We did. We played a couple rounds of some game. And then one of my daughters says, uh, Dad, uh, how do you play poker? So Now I, we're cooking with on gas. Easter Sunday, <laughs> this Catholic taught my four daughters That's about to the play most Texas Catholic Holder. thing ever. Yeah. All right. Spending, spending an e- spending an Easter Sunday teaching your kids yeah. how to play cards. That's one of the most Catholic. Th- that's how I learned how to play poker. I went to Catholic. I went to poker night at the local like Catholic parish there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Played, that's how I learned. They've played on our own the last three days with jelly beans. I'm so proud. <laughs> we'll come back more buy seller hold here in a moment. Part two of Rid You Zone or part two of Buy Seller Hold brought to you by Rid You Zone. If you are struggling with the grazing, the overeating, a lot, a lot of times you overeat when we're bored. How do you get those cravings and portion sizes under control? Well, Riduzone could be the answer because it's the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA. That's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster while burning stored fat, also therefore reducing your calorie intake, making it easier for you to resist those cravings and all that extra grazing and extra calorie consumption we're doing right now because a lot of that's, face it, a lot of that extra calorie consumption isn't you know, man, I'm just, let me go grab another piece of that uh, um, beef jerky. No. no it's, it's, 
<laughs> a lot of that extra calorie consumption isn't, I need an extra handful of cheese curds. A lot of that extra calorie consumption is, boy, let me, I'm going to grab another one of those star crunches from Little Debbie. That's what a lot of that extra calorie consumption is. Another bowl of cereal. Can I keep it real? Of a lot of that extra calorie consumption isn't like, oh man, I really got to, I'm bored. Let me double up on protein bars. No, it's... That's not what a lot of that extra calorie consumption is. All right. And so that's where Riduzone comes in. It's not just limiting those calories, but the empty ones to boot. If you want to give it a shot, it's up to 65% off right now. Incredible discount. If you go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. Use my name, Steve, as the promo code. You'll get up to 65% off. And get free shipping as well. Heck of a deal. Up to 65% off and free shipping at Riduzone.com. Promo code Steve. Let's get to part two. Buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. Why is every single NFL team redesigning their logo and uniform this year? That's not a submission. I'm just complaining. Although, unlike the the Falcons ones that I, I think we all thought they were nice, just unnecessary, I, but not as nice as the ones they were wearing, right? I like what the Browns have released today. You know why? Because it's the actual Cleveland Brown jersey. Classic look from when we were growing up. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they're essentially going back to that uniform. Mm. So I'm all for it. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Jacob Hibbard says, The Last Crusade is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think this is a worthy opinion. I don't agree with it. But... I just have such great nostalgia for Raiders of the Lost Ark from my childhood that I I think I'm incapable of an objective opinion on this. So I will politely sell. I'm not like offended. You know, I don't think your opinion is has no merit. The the Last Crusades a an exceedingly well made film. Um, I just have such a nostalgic buildup for Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my all time ten favorite movies that. I have to admit that my nostalgia may overvalue how good of a movie it is by comparison to The Last Crusade. Uh, I will buy, I can't, I don't have a preference, but if you have a movie of undeniable greatness and then you produce something that can equal it, I, I I think almost that alone <clears throat> makes it greater, even mm-hmm. if it's technically a tie. Because you, which is why I continue to be amazed by the entire Avengers, Avengers, because they kept doing it again and again and again. I couldn't even attempt to put in order. People have been trying over this break, like rank them from greatest, the, all the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, how? I mean, they just kept because they built on one another. Oh, it was right. just amazing. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer says, after having started to run businesses underground for the last two or three weeks of April, non-essential businesses or business owners will flip middle fingers and begin to open up. I will absolutely buy that. I hope so. Buy. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trent Johnson says cross country or some type of trail racing should be a sport in the Olympics. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll buy. I guess it's not it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be better than a lot of the sports that are already allowed to be there. So we're going to get into this more in the overtime today. But the news came out yesterday. The PGA Tour is 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 targeting a June. I think is it June 11th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To relaunch their 2020 schedule. Can someone explain to me why they ever stopped playing golf? No, I, I'm, I'm serious. 
even with even with the data, even with the doomsday models that that maybe two million to two hundred forty thousand people could die. Um, uh, ambient crowd noise at a at a PGA golf event isn't really a major factor. Anyway, you have to be quiet most of the time you're there. Anyway, the the golfers are often spaced far apart from one another, even when they're in the same pairing together, they are, you know, they're not, it's, I don't, it's outdoors in a warm climate. Does anybody understand why they ever stopped playing golf? Why we didn't have a master's? Does this make any sense? There's something really, really nefarious and weird about all this. It just seems like there is absolutely no room on any level for having anything that resembles normalcy or fun. Or triviality. Yes. Again, again trying to give thing. the benefit of the doubt. I understand as much as I love you guys know it's my all-time favorite event every year. I understand why, you know, even though I thought it was over the top, but I I, I intellectually understand, particularly at the time, what we were being told. We didn't know, we had no real data. I get why like the NCAA tournament was canceled. I get why and the NBA and NHL with all those indoor facilities, climate controlled in the wintertime. I, I, you know, I, I get it. I get that. Explain to me why, though, golf, where the fans are not necessary, it's two guys or two, three max to a pairing, and they, it's easy to social distance them from one another, and they're outdoors in a warm climate. Can someone explain to me why that ever had to be canceled? Because of that, amongst that smart set, there is something that is more all-encompassing in terms of what drives them than profit. Right at the beginning, when they got done the NCAA on Twitter, people were saying, well, not this is how you know it's real. Because look at they're turning down millions. These people are selfish. Mm-hmm. Well, look at how they make their millions. But in big business these days, both the NCAA, they are as driven by political correctness as anybody. That's how they make their profit in many respects these days. Mm-hmm. And are the, the people in golf are the same way. They want to be amongst the smart set, and they don't want to be made fun of at the country club. And they, they, they held out longer than any other sport did remember but, they still and then, but then ultimately the they same reason i don't want to hate old people yeah. because uh, can you even do you guys know what kind of number the i mean the nfl draft other than live nfl and college football is the highest rated event on espn every year anyway do you know what kind of obscene number that's probably going to pull next week oh i might even, watch e- it and e- that's and i know you and you hate it yes okay because of the desperation factor not to mention none of your shows are doing new episodes right now because they're backlogged on production so a lot of your shows that you were getting ready for like you know may conclusions and cliffhangers and plot resolutions a lot of that stuff's put off right now because they had to stop filming a month or two ago and i, I mean the that the nfl draft is gonna pull a monster number next week what would the Masters have pulled this weekend? Even sitting out there with no fans and just watching three guys golf quietly, which is really what you're watching on TV right. anyway, okay? Can you imagine what number a Masters would have pulled this past weekend? I would have watched it. I mean, could it have pulled Could it have pulled a Super Bowl kind of number? Uh, yes. I think it's possible, at least in this country. I do think particularly it's possible. Particularly since the weather sucked yes. everywhere. And, and, and particularly there were tornadoes in, 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 yep, in the south. Tornadoes in the south. It was snowing and cold and yeah. windy here in the Midwest. Yeah. You can't go anywhere out west. I mean, and then imagine if, if a tiger or a, a Rory or somebody like that was in, was, was in the hunt on the final day. I, I think you would have pulled numbers that, you've, that golf in this country has never pulled on television. Yeah. 
And so I don't understand why they had to stop going. Yeah, you do. Spirit of the age. That's because it's the only answer. Yes. Right. That that you're doing to me now. This is what your yes. version of. You know why there's no good reasons, Todd? Because there aren't any good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it to me now, right? Uh, let's see. Russell Lerno is double dipping because he put together a list. The top 10 and a classic ice cream truck choices. Ooh, number. I am intrigued with this one. Number okay. 10, Orange Dream Bar. Number 9, Snow Cone. Number 8, Blue Turbo Rocket. Number 7, Ice Cream Sandwich. Number 6, uh, Chocolate Eclairs. 5, Strawberry Shortcake. 4, Drumstick. 3, Screwball. 2, Chipwich. And 1, Choco Taco. So, a couple of things. Number 1, being in Iowa... You don't, you're not allowed ice cream trucks. Aaron, have you ever even been to an ice cream truck in your life? See, there was one in, in my hometown that operated for a little while. Okay, so basically an act of civil disobedience? I, I think so. Because they're like illegal in Iowa, because one kid got kidnapped or ran over once, and we make laws like that in Iowa. One bad thing happens to one person. That's why something bad happened to one kid on Halloween one night 50 years ago, and now we have to do beggar's night, right? That's how we roll. It's a very passive-aggressive state here, all right? <laughs> so... Um, it's so true. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Iowa Ice. I mean, we elected the dark Chuck, side. We sent Chuck Grassley and Tom Harkin together to the Senate for like twenty years, guys. Okay. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's a very passive aggressive state. Okay. And um, so I don't know that you guys did. You have ice cream trucks oh, yes. in Wisconsin? Oh, okay. Yes. So in Florida, they were massive, obviously, because it's ninety degrees there year round. So I mean. When I was a kid, we went to the ice cream truck growing up in Orlando and Castleberry, Florida, like almost every single day. All right. Now, so that's the first disclaimer. The second one is I'm going to rank anything chocolate higher than anything else. All right. So the drumsticks are too low. I'm a big drumstick guy. The drumsticks have got to be higher. Fine with the Choco Taco. The eclairs have got to be higher. I do agree, though. I love the choice of having the strawberry shortcake that high. Because among the non-chocolate flavored entities, that would be my number one. That was my go-to. Yeah, uh, that would be my number one. And then put it back up there just for a second. But I got to put the I got to I got to I got to call sell on the blue turbo rocket that low. Because that was one of those ones. I don't know how it was where you live, but in Florida, that was sometimes you couldn't get you get your mom to put up, give you the the fifty cents for the for the eclair or the drumstick. But moms would hand you like a, a the quarter for the blue rocket. You maybe get that out of her. You know, that that hit the spot as a backup plan. So I got to go higher with the Blue Rocket. Got to go higher than that. Overall, though, good list. Great list. And it's why one of the greatest comedy bits of all time is Eddie Murphy. Eddie, I was just thinking about that. Yes, I was just thinking about that. Moving on. Petty Officer America says every Democrat who died of the Shycom virus still on the voter rolls will hold their nose and end up pulling the lever for <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, it's good if straight man Aaron couldn't get through it without laughing when he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. He still couldn't stop. Uh, can you pull it up? Again, and can you zoom in on his mm. avatar? It's Captain America. Oh, it, he's okay. not the guy. Isn't isn't he the guy? Does he switch it out? He's the guy who's got the like half naked uh, Sean Connery wearing like some. It's just so hilarious. I, the shadow made it look like that. So, um, but yeah, bye. Gotta buy. I mean, did you guys see the Babylon Bee headline yesterday? Democrat healed by hydroxychloroquine still hopes to die yes. later so that he can prove yes. Trump's a moron. Yes. <laughs> there, there is proving what's there is no issue. And we just we had him on a couple weeks ago. No matter how black, how dark, there is no issue 
that the Babylon Bee can't stare into and create laughs out of. It's just, it's perfect. Yep. Uh, let's see another list. Uh, Adam G says the top five quarantine phrases you never want to hear again. Number five, we're in this together. Bye. Number four, stay home, <laughs> save lives. <laughs> so number three, stop the spread. Number two, social distancing, and number one, you and your business are non-essential. Uh, um, that's a good list. That's a that's a grand slam, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolute grand slam. You bet. Uh, let's see. Paul Howard says there will be no in-store Black Friday events for national retail. Black Friday will be a strictly e-commerce event for 2020. I will sell. Sell. Yeah, I will sell. Man, have you been to Costco recently? I'm going today, actually. It's Costco it day for us. creepy. I went there yesterday. Yeah. It is creepy. There's no background music at all. It's just the sound of costco employees you know yelling at each other and and just people hurriedly were moving so you're telling me that i should when i walk in there here in a couple of hours just hum really loud when i walk in there i need to scream out hey where are the white women at (laughs) classic movie line just see what happens hey where are the white women at just see what happens is that what you're telling me i should do just watched that movie with my wife for the first time ever like last week did she get through it all Oh, she's seen it multiple okay. times before. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure my wife has ever seen Blazing Saddles, actually. Uh, Aaron Reale says, uh, the top five coronavirus public figures slash entities has Harry Potter characters, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Dolores Umbridge. Oh, Love that's that. perfect. Love that. That's perfect. Uh, the media, Rita Skeeter. Uh, that's good. That's yeah. good, too. Yeah. Uh, Christian Blue checkmarks Percy Weasley. Uh, that's the best one. Yes. No, I don't know. No, no, no. The first one's the best one. But that one's pretty good, too. The Dolores Umbridge thing is just cash money, yeah. homie. Uh, okay. Do- she even looks like she could be like her prettier daughter. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the minister of magic, Cornelius Fudge. Not quite sure about that No, one. I might have something a tad more. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, like Lucius Malfoy. Maybe Lucius Malfoy-ish yeah. uh, for one Mr. Fauci. Yeah. But just my opinion. And China, he, WHO, must not be named. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Overall, that's a pretty good. good list. That's well done. Yeah. Uh, Chris Roman says, uh, as much as I do not wish this, we will. Hey, where will- are the white women at? <laughs> sorry, I just want to do that one more time. As much as I do not wish this, we will at some point see a riot in a U.S. city because of the overwhelming restrictions these states and governments are putting on the people's constitutional rights and liberties. Um, Depends. I, I, I'm going to sell. And the only, the, it doesn't mean I don't think we could see like a Kent State kind of an incident where overzealous law enforcement has an isolated incident. But I, I think that um, what's happening in Michigan right now is going to get the attention of a lot of folks. And, and keep in mind, most of these leftists like money too. They just pretend to care about wealth redistribution and things of that nature to get power over you. But who are most of their friends? Huge Hollywood, rich movie stars, movie moguls, corporate America. My buddy Chip Roy just told you, Wendy Davis outraised him two to one in the first quarter. In a race, Wendy Davis isn't going to win. She's not going to beat him in November in that state. Now with Trump at the top of the ballot in Texas, he's not. She's not. I mean, they love to talk about the poor. But the richer you are, the more likely you are to vote Democrat in America. And that's been true for the last several election cycles. So I, I think 
they're far more interested in using the power of government to infringe on the liberties of those they don't agree with. That's what you're saying in Michigan, for example. And I think the fact that the people in Michigan in mass have stood up today to, to slap back. I, I think that they will get the signal that they can't go that far and let it get to that point. I'm going to buy, but it's not, I don't think it's the liberties. It's, it's the economy. It's like Shays rebellion, the drip, drip, drip over time. And soon we've, we fought for this. Are you going to pay for us? The economic downturn is going to affect different pockets of America in different ways. And in some of those ways, I think it's going to lead to unrest. Okay. We're going to stick around and do some overtime for our blaze TV subscribers for the rest of you. Have a great day. Stay safe. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.